0: Everybody, this is No Chick Flick Moments, and I am your co-host Remy. Hi, Remy. I'm your other co-host, B. And today we are talking new supernatural. How do you feel about that, B?
1: The drought is over. It is raining. <laughs> and and it's so much fun.
0: It it wait it was a super fun episode. Uh just this week, Thursday, we saw season 15 episode 14 last holiday and we've mm-hmm. known bits and pieces about the you know the 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 overarching plot of this episode for a while now but it delivered i will say and it's such a great note to
1: come back to after hiatus it's doesn't have too much like plot density not too much despair or anything like it's genuinely just domestic fun i love it
0: yeah Yeah. Yep. It was, you know, I, 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 when I first sat down, I was like, okay, it's just a filler episode. Uh, but, but, you know, to your point, it actually uh, sat with me a lot better than I may have thought it would have as quote, just a filler episode, Mm -hmm. uh, coming back after a long hiatus. Uh, it just, it just felt like a nice airy, uh, you know, reintroduction to our characters, so. And I
1: also found it to be kind of an interesting look at what makes a family, you know, because Mm -hmm. we had our new character, Mrs. Butters, and what her kind of complicated relationship with family was, and then seeing how Sam and Dean and the way that Jack fits in with that, it was kind of interesting to see those parallels playing.
0: Yeah, that was definitely a main theme of the episode and um, the writer did use it to, you know, to address some of the uh, complicated family feelings that Sam and Dean and Jack are all feeling um, after the events of season 14 and now... Uh, that Jack has reached some sort of like reconciliation with Sam and Dean. Um, we're seeing the aftermath of that, and and again, it's all framed around. We're a family. What does that mean?
1: Yes, yes. So let's let's get into it. Tell us the writer. Tell us the director. And yeah. I'll tell us the opening scene.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So again, season fifteen, episode fourteen, last holiday. We return with this episode written by Jeremy Adams, uh, who, B, as you mentioned, uh, last Quarantini also wrote uh, Scooby Natural.
1: Um, Mm
0: -hmm. And I don't believe I has he had one other episode.
1: Yes, earlier this season, he gave us episode seven, Last Call.
0: Yeah, with Lee with Lee. Yeah, I knew that he had, had one other episode. And so a relatively new, uh fresh supernatural writer. And it was an episode directed by Eduardo Sanchez, who is <laughs> a familiar name to me at least. Yes. And the description for this episode reads, Sam and Dean discover a wood nymph living in the bunker who is determined to protect her family. At any cost.
1: Yes. And I was always curious, you know, what do they mean family? Who does she think her family is? So it's really interesting to see how that plays out. Mm -hmm. But we'll get into that. The very first scene here, we open to Sam in the library researching with the pipes groaning overhead. Dean enters in wearing an apron and he's complaining about the pilot light being out for the third time this week.
0: Just trying to make some burgers, but the stove is not behaving because the pilot light is out. Uh, They've been having trouble with the hot water heater. And now the pipes are groaning. And uh, and Dean says, hey, I thought this place was supposed to be like high tech. And Sam can just, uh, you know, shoot back. Well, yeah, it was in the 1950s. Like, this is obviously not modern tech.
1: Yeah, but it was built to last. But so it feels strange that they're experiencing these issues now. But um, when the AC goes out overhead, they're going to go seek out the bunker switchboard, see if they can kind of kick things back on. But before we go, we get a couple snippets dropped here. So um, we learned that Jack has been moping around on his own. He's weighed down by the recovery of his soul. And we know that Cass is out looking for leads regarding Amara's whereabouts, and it sounds like they may have to kill her. But they're being kind of edgy, dicey about whether or not that is the final goal with her.
0: I I don't agree with that at all. Uh, w- my first question is: Was this uh, was this the first time? That we really talked about Amara in the grand scheme of things uh, this season. Did we just kind of drop that in right here?
1: Uh, No, I feel like last episode there was some really circular logic that um, Dean lashed out with regarding Amara. Because they were saying, you know, we have our mission. We have to kill God, but Amara is going to remain after that. So if there's an imbalance, will the world end? So Dean was at that time saying, well, we'll kill Amara too. That's the family plan. So nothing's out of balance.
0: Okay. Okay. That is ringing some bells. All right. I, you know, it's, it's obviously, it's been a while, but when in kind of this opening scene, we were talking about Jack and uh, and you know, all that he's been through and all that he still has to do. And in that, you know, that umbrella of all that he still has to do, they they to me, it seemed like just casually dropped in there. And, you know, we have to kill Amara because mm-hmm. if if God dies, then Amara has to die as well. That's just how it is. And yeah. Um, and that kind of shocked me both that, um, it, it seemed to me as kind of, kind of new information, but, but again, like you said, it, it, they did put a point on that in the last episode. Um, but, uh, also because it, it seems a bit callous, you know, like oh, we have to kill Amara. That's just what we have to do. I think that that was the message of this episode because it is kind of brought back up at the end of the episode. But um, that's what the characters are saying here. That's what the narrative is trying to lead us to. But me as a viewer, I don't want to see... I mean, I don't don't know. I don't know if... And, and like yeah. to
1: expand on what you're saying there, I do think that we are supposed to read the characters as being kind of like crossing off lines on a to do list. But as we're going to see, Mrs. Butters is someone who is talking to them and saying, no, take a breath, take a moment, pay attention to this world that you're trying to save. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, we kind of see the characters making space to celebrate and to not just think of the mission. And so I wonder how that's going to feed into next episode because I mean, spoilers, not spoilers, but the description reads as Sam and Dean finding Amara.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I I don't want to put too much speculation or spin on the Amara thing because we are going to see uh, a lot of it next week, but, uh, uh, also, in this episode, there is some very like cavalier, yes, monster but we'll get hunting. To it. <laughs> so, so I I would say it's kind of flip floppy on that message there.
1: Well, I I feel like it all fits in, but we'll okay. we'll get to
0: it. Okay, we're projecting ahead a little bit. So yeah, let's go. Yes. Let's go with it.
1: Yeah, so they hear the AC go out. So Sam and Dean go into the basement. Dean is sarcastic and just saying, oh, yeah, there's no way that we'd call a plumber. I didn't really like his voice. I was like, this doesn't sound like Dean. This sounds like Jensen. But anyways, they find the grid control. There's two big buttons, reset and standby. So Dean chooses reset, just like he would (laughs) his computer. And the bunker powers down, comes back up. And we're getting so many callbacks in this episode, Remy. I kind of love it.
0: What, what, what's, the, what's the callback here that you're um, thinking of? Well,
1: as everything's powering up, Dean's kind of, like, victorious. And as he goes up the stairs, he says, Meat Man, come into town. So we're calling back to episode four of this season uh-huh. with his insistence on using Meat Man.
0: Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. I, I did ping on that. The yeah. return of the Meat Man. Yeah, and I'll say
1: for Jeremy, I'll just make the comment right away. He feels like he's a writer who really looks back on things that have happened before and pulls those threads forward and weaves them into the tale he's telling. Because it felt like we were getting quite a few callbacks that really enriched the episode. And anyways, I enjoyed them.
0: Oh, I, I absolutely agree. It was those subtle callbacks and, you know, taking the threads, like you said, that uh, that really just, you, you know, you, you got to love those episodes that don't they don't feel like they're just taking things out of thin air They're Or completely
1: making shit up on the spot. <laughs> and you're like, doesn't this contradict everything that you've written before, Eugenie Ross Lemming?
0: Right, right. <laughs> not well, naming any names. But... Oh, okay. <laughs> well, no, but yeah, but but even not not even going so far as to as to contradicting canon, but mm-hmm. you know, to have a story that is based off of old canon while still being kind of a continuation of of that old canon without being co- like directly derived from the old canon, it. Mm-hmm it 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 feels really good uh, yes. for the story. Yes, yeah, so. I agree.
1: So, Dean resumes making supper and he retreats to his room with a loaded burger and beer and upon reaching it he finds a stranger folding his Scooby Doo underwear. <laughs> <laughs> B, B, I need you to be honest
0: with me. Are you I need you to be yep. I need okay. you to to be honest with me. Okay. Did 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 you pause at this moment to Examine Deans under things.
1: The stream that I was using does not have the ability to pause, so I was blindly <laughs> thrown forward. My consciousness was two <laughs> seconds behind my presence. I just saw that happen, and then
0: had to play catch up and be like, "Oh my god! <laughs> oh no, B! I needed you to make me feel like less of a creeper because I." <laughs> Did
1: you examine, like, all the underwear? Remy, now the question's on you. Now the spotlight's on you. Truth. What did you do? I
0: could probably, I could probably, from memory alone, give you an exact count of how many under things were on the bed. Oh my god! <laughs> you know we had we had your little like generic Costco six pack of, of of boring mm-hmm. briefs, but then we had we had some gems in there. We did. Mm-hmm. And we had two pairs of Scooby Doo uh a uh, boxer briefs. One which uh, uh, is you know for. F- camera front and center as mrs butters is is folding them for dean and naturally my but my personal favorite my personal favorite was on the bed the uh the banana patterned uh uh, boxer briefs
1: oh my heart this is the send nude socks all (laughs) over again the banana briefs were pretty great they should have, like, gotten the grizzly bear underwear in there somehow.
0: Yes. Yes. Or oh, my God. One pair. Oh, my God. Can you imagine how the internet would have exploded? if And they would have done it, too. If they had thought of it, they would have fucking done it. One pair of bright orange boxer reefs.
1: Oh my god! I thought you were gonna say like the "You're Never Alone" campaign that they had.
0: <laughs> what
1: <laughs> wasn't it? Misha at one convention, he lowered his underwear, like his jeans down a little bit, so you could see his underwear, and it had like the "You Are Never Alone" and like their portraits on it.
0: Oh no, I I don't know that one. I just I I, I know that the 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 meme is that um is the you know, the neon orange box of briefs.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. We have so much meta for underpants. Oh
0: my gosh. Just innocently folded in the pile there. <laughs> Cause Dean's doing it wrong. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so there is a strange woman in Dean's bedroom, interrupting his, 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 you know, his date with his Dean deluxe. Yeah. Oh my
1: God. So many little gold nuggets. <laughs> we find mrs butters in the library lamenting the layers of dust on everything dean says the word hell at one point she gives him a language <laughs> check and then sam shows up and is asking who she is and this is where we learn she's a wood nymph that the men of letters called mrs butters and she still thinks it's
0: 1958 She's so cute.
1: She's perfectly cast. This woman is divine.
0: The, uh, yes, yes, yes. fucking, perfect. I uh, this scene is, gosh, I this scene is probably my favorite scene in the whole episode because all three of them, uh, and there are many moments through this episode where all three oh, yeah. of them just knock it out of the park with their like comedic chops here. But but this scene was amazing. Both Jensen and Jared are just like killing it with their reactions. And and Mrs. Butters is also just oh every single beat was gold. It was so good. Yeah. Gold. Yeah. Like she's saying
1: that she was there to cook and clean and like do all those things like things that the bachelor men wouldn't do and Dean being like I'm
2: progressive
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah you you can just go now. You don't have to you know you can go and mm-hmm. um, and and she's like but but this is my family. This is my home. Yeah. And this is the first time when you're like oh this is you know her family. This is her home.
1: Yeah, she's visibly shaken by the suggestion to just leave. Because, mm-hmm. like, even though she sounded wistful when she was talking about why she's not with the rest of her kind, like why she's not out in the woods with wood nymphs, um, she still sounds shaken by the thought that she has to leave her home. And not only that, but they inform her of the untimely demise of her family, you know, the mental yes. letters. And yes. she's tearing up, looking at this photo of the guys from yeah, you, well, way back yonder.
0: Right, right. There, there's a framed photo of the um of of who we know as the OG men of letters um on on the wall, and yeah, it, like this actress is just killing it because Honestly. she. I mean, it, it's it's a horrible thing that. She you know had this found family, and then you know, okay, well, I can't say it disregarding. Complicated. yeah, it's complicated, <laughs> I can't say disregarding the you know the the kept housekeeper angle of it, um, but she obviously cared very deeply for these people, and um and then to 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 know that you you know you woke up in a different time. Um, and, and all that, you know, has, has been you know, disrupted. She's really making us feel for her. And I mean, I, I mean, honestly, this whole scene, I'm like, okay, I guess I love Mrs. Butters now. Yeah, Mrs. I know, <laughs> right? Like, we're less than 10 minutes
1: into the episode. We just introduced his character. I'm like, oh, I feel for her. right. Because, right. like... She was left alone. They told her to stay behind the night of the ceremony where everyone gets killed mm-hmm. and when they never returned, then she just decided okay well i'll I'll put the bunker into standby mode. I'll go into standby mode with it and then she didn't think that she would lose so much time that it would be so long until someone
0: quote unquote woke her up, you know right, right. Oh man, I mean, I got, I got so, I got hit really hard this scene just to hear her talk about, um, how, how, again, just demonstrating how she cared about these people. Um, and, and how she felt that it was, you know, the the men of letters were, were her people and, and doing important work and it was her honor to care for them. Um, And all I could think for that part of the scene here was, what it, it was—it was just mourning for what was lost in the Hunter mm-hmm. Hub. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I will harp on it till the end of time. But <laughs> just imagine, imagine if if Missus Butters had woken up in that time when it was a new age of of the men of letters and the hunters. Oh my gosh and and to have like th- this just bustling community and 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 for her to be be caretaker to that it it she would have been so happy
1: <laughs> oh yeah like having her introduced now raises kind of the what if scenarios of if they had realized this earlier what would the seasons have been like cuz like mm-hmm. you say if she had been there when the hunter hub was active like all of these cycles of destruction that have kind of happened. Oh, could you imagine her when like Kevin was being kept
0: there? Oh my oh. god. Oh my god, D- you're killing me.
1: And,
0: and 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 not just for Mrs. Bunners, but it also kind of struck a chord with me. You know, for Sam and Dean because because it was you know the the men of letters was a a, a like you have. Mrs. Butters here calling to family and community. And now it's just, and like, I think Dean at one point says, like, it's just us.
1: Yeah. That it has cycled down to just these two people. And as we've discussed, they're so nose to the grindstone that they're not really focusing on these other aspects of life and the world out there. They're not really sensing the joy de vivre. They're just sensing the burdens upon them.
0: Yeah, yeah, and Mrs. Butter says like she 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 just says like, "Oh, she she instantly um is very empathetic towards Sam and Dean to say, "Oh, you poor boys, what you've been alone all this time knowing you and knowing your profession. I I would bet that you just haven't taken the time to really she she mentions things like clean yeah. like dusting the shelves or wa- well, or doing like the laundry. to
1: celebrate holidays, cook like, yeah. home done
0: meals and yeah. properly wash their stinky clothes. <laughs> right, right, right. And it was it was more like uh, yeah, my my absolute favorite line from the episode, which you mentioned earlier, is coming up soon. But she, when she says, you know, you have to enjoy, you know, you have you have to take the time to smell the roses and, 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 and when Sam says, you know, we're not really holiday people. She, Mrs. Butter is just like, Oh, Oh no. she's worse than I thought. (laughs) It's, it's worse than I thought. And you can just see her latching on. I think it's one part, you know, like I said, um, reaching out and empathy towards these, these people, Sam and Dean, uh, and it's also one part, Trying to distract herself, just dive back into her role as it was 50 years ago.
1: Well, and it seems like she really enjoys this role. Like, mm-hmm. that if given the choice that she wants to participate in, it. it's not like she's told, Okay, the man of letters is dead. And then her first thought is, Okay, bye. Her first <laughs> thought was, Right. Well, someone needs to look out for you. Like, it was this caretaker role that just kind of was her knee-jerk reflex right
0: right yeah so we get we get a very good sense of mrs butters character right off the bat i think and i am just that uh, rosa from brooklyn nine nine (laughs) meme i've had i've had mrs butters for two days and i would die for her honestly (laughs)
1: And we get a bunch of information dropped about the bunker real quick here because Mm -hmm. Sam and Dean kind of confess, you know, we don't have a lot of knowledge about this place. We don't have a lot of time to just sit around and tinker. But we find out what standby mode means that when we're active, her magic is boosting the bunker. And so she snaps her fingers and the telescope area glows green. The war table starts beeping. And dean's like we have a monster radar like it's just this level of old technology that all of a sudden becomes available to them
0: yeah yeah but it's uh, i i loved dean's like um you know childlike discovery there
1: <laughs> just mm-hmm. we have
0: monster radar this is awesome the-, the monster radar really really um really got me excited and you know, until we actually went to go hunt monsters. Yeah. But
1: <laughs> but like, it's a really interesting way of taking something we have seen for
2: uh-huh.
1: six seasons, seven seasons, and then flipping it on its head and saying, well, actually, no, this thing can show color and location. And Mrs. Butters, she can read it. She puts her finger on it. She's like, oh, nope, here's the exact address that you can go to for this nest of vampires.
0: Yep. Yep, and and if you and if you leave now, you'll be home in time for supper. Hmm. And Dean's
1: like oh, hell yeah, and she's looking at him like language. So <laughs> he tries it on for size. He goes heck, heck yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 again, so many good comedic moments this episode. Oh, so many. So so Mrs. Butters goes, you know, she she takes her leave Um, and and Dean and Sam are going to go hunt down this nest. But but Sam does take a moment to be like, uh, Dean, uh, Dean, what the hell?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're sure you want to jump on board that easily? Yeah. And so Dean kind of concedes. He's like, OK, we'll check this th- out. If it's legit, then, you know, that's awesome. This is something to our advantage. Maybe it's a break. We haven't had any of those in a long time. But Sam follows up being like, and if it isn't a break, then Dean concedes, okay, we'll deal with her then.
0: Yeah, then we'll deal with it. And again, me, Rosa, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Don't you dare. <laughs> exactly. Fuck off, guys. Mm-hmm. And
1: before they leave, Sam raises a question. Well, what about Jack? What do we do with him? Mm-hmm. So um, we cut to Jack. He's wearing this white shirt, he's moping on his bed and Dean through the bedroom door tells him that they're heading out but they have a guest kinda staying here. Keep an eye out for her, you know call if you need us but she's making cookies (laughs) Snickerdoodles
0: (laughs) I'm like, how how could Jack not have opened the door just out of sheer what the fuckery? Yeah, we have (laughs) a guest kinda you know, she's probably okay but no. Yeah. Watch out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he must be really like rolling in the deep of his feelings. Cuz <laughs> he apologized at the end of the last episode, but there's probably still that lingering feeling of I have fucked up irrevocably with Sam and Dean and mm-hmm. like being scared to see them, to see kind of which way the wind is blowing today.
0: Yeah, yeah, that that is a very yeah, that's a very good way to put it and a good way to consider it it's like you know he he's he's scared to uh he's he's scared to really spend any
1: time with them put
0: himself out there yeah and yeah. it's not until he and dean are locked in a room together that you know it's forced to come out but yeah but yeah and um mrs butter's making snickerdoodles, so jack if you want any uh yeah bye
1: Hi. <laughs> and then we have sam and dean they're driving on the way to this vampire area and they're discussing again mrs butters what the fuck uh-huh. and dean points out that they live with the son of satan you know like we have weird shit in our lives but sam insists that they're in a tight spot jack is a mess and it's really just driving home the point of like, is this really just one extra thing on top of the pile, or is this a godsend? You know,
0: right? And and Dean is still saying that you know this this could be this could be good for us, and and we'll just we'll just have to see. But uh, the way that this conversation in the Paula is going, I mean, it's it's uh, it's kind of steering towards you know where where is Jack at right now? Mm-hmm. And um, and Sam is saying that Jack is is still not, you know, he's dealing with a lot. He's not opening up. It's um, it's it's just like you said, a lot on their plates right now. But one thing that really struck me was when Sam said, you know, I, I, I feel like Jack is hiding something mm-hmm. and in that. I don't know. Where Where do you think that came from? Um, I feel like that came from the need to plant a seed for next episode. <laughs> okay. 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 Because okay. I, I, I think that there could have been two reads on it. Because, kay. you know, exactly like you said, when uh, when I heard that, I'm like, okay, is this going to come back to bite us? Is this something that is is something? Is Jack hiding something? Or is it uh, more local than that and it's in this episode, you know, Jack does have some things to share, uh but it's just more it's just more close to home on his yeah. feelings towards Mary and again, he's a he's afraid of his current standing with Sam and Dean. so so I think that there could have been two reads on it, but I oh, think yeah. that the the surface read is definitely kind of guiding us to, I don't know, is is Jack hiding something?
1: Jack's hiding his knowledge of Cass's deal with the empty.
0: Oh, that's what you think. You think you know what Jack is hiding. I'm I'm like, that's okay, that's the thing weighing
1: on my mind, and based off of the preview for next week, it continues to live (laughs) like rent-free in my head.
0: Uh, hey, next next week is only episode fifteen. We still have oh, I, I I don't know, I don't know. Let let's talk a little bit about um next week's you know spe- no. speculation. No, okay. okay, no,
1: we're talking about this week. <laughs> Before we move on from this scene, one of the beats that I liked about this was Dean kind of. Trying, not necessarily brush off Jack's situation, but being like, I've been through worse and I bounced back. And Sam retaliating with, well, ignoring your trauma doesn't make you healthy. And Dean countering again, going, sure it does. Mm -hmm. Like, the fact that we are putting a fine point on the fact that Dean's way of handling things, of ignoring shit, is just ignoring your trauma so i like that we see the characters bring that to a surface even if it's not necessarily something that they sit down and have a therapy session about
0: it's nice to still hear it right right that acknowledgement in um the, the the self-awareness there uh and and you get the i don't know i don't know i mean we've seen we've seen dean make those flipping comments before but at the same time it's like just just the um the awareness that yeah you do have trauma, and I think that um, I think that Dean's dismissal here directly contradicts the a later conversation with with Jack um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: as far as like emotional maturity. Um, so so this was just again well, I think Dean um, I don't know just acknowledging his trauma but but not sharing with Sam really i don't know i I, well he wasn't
1: even acknowledging it though like i think if i'm if i'm right i mean tell me if i'm wrong but it's that he's keeping the peace he is saying you know it's going to be fine he's going to get through it yeah and sam kind of is like well here's a nick in that armor and dean deflects back on like no sure that's how it works like dean is just trying to keep the peace keep it like he's being the caretaker role of we're just going to keep moving forward we have a plan that like that whole type of air is what his response is carrying
0: which it often is yeah that's a, that that's the long what i was trying to get get around to or <laughs> in my brain trying to get around to where um dean was just not opening up to sam he's shielding sam and sam Mm -hmm. it read to me as as sam just not really not not acknowledging the fact that you know dean has been dealing with this trauma but that's not really true because i think that dean doesn't deal with his trauma with sam Mm -hmm. you know
1: yeah dean this season has had some steps in growth but he's also had like 40 odd years to internalize some really terrible coping methods So it was just nice to be like, hey, that's a terrible coping method. And Dean being like, (laughs) yep.
0: (laughs) Yep. And and also, this is a moment where we're acknowledging uh, Jack's trauma, which happens actually more than once this episode.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a nice carry through again that Jeremy kind of places for us as a writer. Right. So. Cut from their driving, we go back to the bunker and we have Mrs. Butter. She's knocking on Jack's door. She's brought him a sandwich if he's hungry and (laughs) leaves it outside. Like, it's just, like, such a mom thing to do. Okay, my kid's not coming for supper, but, like, I'm going to be nice instead of yelling, get your ass to the table.
0: I mean, but she was really, she was really great there, too, because she's like, I... I in case you were hungry i got you yeah. a sandwich um, sam and dean said that you're dealing with some stuff she waits a beat and when he doesn't mm-hmm. respond she's respectful of that and says okay well exactly. i'm still here in case you change your mind and she she was showing care even to this person that she's never met before
1: yeah i i really like it it's a small beat but uh-huh. again it just reinforces her character
0: Right, right.
1: And then from that tender moment, we go... Yeah. <laughs> we cut to this, like, really ranky-tanky shack where there's two vampires watching a vampire movie lamenting their lack of mansions. And they're drinking bagged blood when Sam and Dean storm in, confirm they're vampires, and chop their heads off. No questions asked, which is awfully black and white of them to do
0: there yeah yeah that's that's it that's there's not much more to say here it's just very black and white not really i don't know i mean we again we waffle on this issue so often it's like yeah if we want to give our if we want to give our monster characters some story then maybe we'll be more um if i may we, yeah
1: sam and dean are using tools that the men of letters established and what I feel like the scene is doing more than anything is telling us the mindset of the men of letters. Like Mrs. Butters is a tool. We're going to use mm. her. We're going to remake her as needed. And like, here's our war table. It tells us where monsters are. She tells us how to get there. She tells us how to kill them. We do that lickety splick and we're home by dinner. Like to me, this is just reinforcing kind of the bad narrative that the men of letters carried with them. this, black and white sense of the world
0: i that's really good that's really good i would agree with that but i would also argue that it's our characters who are executing on those uh on those uh procedures so
1: and like okay i'm glad that you say that because i i agree and i feel like I'm like, not to get too heavy or deep or serious or whatever, but it is kind of talking about what bones your foundation is built upon and Mm. what things you're willing to ignore for the sake of the ease in your own life. Like, we're going to see Sam and Dean kind of getting this well-oiled machine behind them that makes their life easy, makes them have time to think about birthdays and having rice krispie treats and all those things but it comes at the cost of you know we have a wood nymph who has been tortured and remade into this tool that is helpful for us and it comes at the cost of the morality the everything is black and white now all the monsters have to be destroyed everything has to go and i feel like that's intentional that we're not just doing it to be like, no, don't worry, it's okay this time. Like, I feel like we're supposed to sit here and be like,
0: "That felt weird." That that's more charitable than than I granted it. Um, I think that it's a crutch that we fall on often, just to be like, "Oh, vampire, they're dead." Uh, but, but but I I get your point. I I like what you're saying about I I, I like your meta there uh, and how it could tie into the the themes of the the narrative. Uh, I just don't know. I don't know how intentional it was.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm sitting here. I'm like, we've brought up Cuthbert Sinclair repeatedly through this Uh episode. And we have Sam saying to Mrs. Butters, like, he tortured you. And we see Cuthbert on the tape being like, yeah, we found this wood nymph. And when she was threatened, she killed a whole lot of people. So we decided to restrain her and remake her into a tool for us. Like, that whole mindset is part of the Men of Letters legacy. And we have Sam and Dean living comfortably inside of the bunker. And it's only when it started breaking down that they even knew that Mrs. Butters could be released to their advantage. Like I'm not sitting here saying that the writer sat down was like, here's the theme and here's the thesis and all that. But I'm like, these are all threads I found that dovetailed together very nicely into kind of creating this gray space question for me that I felt like we were being shown. The Men of Letters did not have that. And like, I haven't watched season 12, but the British Men of Letters sounded much the same way of, we have a black and white vision of things. So I feel like it's those elements that this is hearkening to. How easy it is to slip into this easy path of, Oh, vampire's dead, and if I do it quick enough, I come home to cookies.
0: You know, right? Right. Dean said they they bust in, they kill the vamps, um, who who on the surface have done nothing wrong, um, and then Dean says, "Woo, I liked that. No, no investigation, no dead mm-hmm. ends, no no travel time. Just ding, we're done. Bloodsuckers. Here we go." That totally um, ignores that, you know, investigations are necessary. This sequence here put our characters, and I don't know if it's intentional or not, but it put our characters in a v- very solidly in a morally gray space. And if it was intentional, then I would just hope that they're going to bring it back around in, a, in addressing the bigger question of... Um, You know, monsters in general, the supernatural, you know, we have very few episodes left. And I, I, I'm now getting concerned that when we're dealing with these big, uh, these big concepts like death and God and the death of universes that we're going to, we're, we're going to end this series, not bringing it back home. You know, I get what you're saying.
1: I just feel like I feel like the way that you are seeing this scene and the way I'm seeing the scene are a little differently cuz I'm looking at how it just contains within this episode. And yeah. I do agree with you that we have a long history of it's okay to kill this monster this time and it's not okay to kill it this time and like it's not cut and dry very clear. Like they make mistakes on both sides of the coin. But to me, what we're, like, you're saying, Dean's like, we didn't have to do any research, we didn't have to do any of those things. I feel like this episode, if we're looking at what it means for Dean, Dean finally gets a chance to step out of a caretaker role. Like... Dean finally has someone that he sees as a parental figure that he can trust to do all of that caretaking and all of like these responsibilities that he's had on himself since he was four years old. And I feel like this episode, we get to see him delight in their absence and in its absence, he becomes more of a jokey brother to Sam than he does this like worn down parental figure that is worrying about the end of the world. like you bringing up Dean being like we didn't have to do any research, we didn't have any questions on stuff. I feel like that is an L- testament to Dean celebrating being out of the caretaker role. He got to just take orders and go do the thing and come home to a mother figure making supper. like this is his dream.
0: Oh yeah, that, that is a, that is another great point. I definitely agree that we see a lot of, um, uh, a lot of weight lifted off of Dean this episode. We see him enjoying things in a way that he hasn't. Um, but, uh, in, in contrast, this is a much darker, uh, there are a lot of darker implications in this where Mrs. Butter's points, um, John texted dean coordinates and we don't ask questions we just do the job Mm -hmm. so yeah mrs butters points and and dean kills but in contrast we have a mrs butters
1: goes here's the location here's what you need to kill it i've already packed it for you i've also looked after your car and i've cut the crust off of your sandwiches like there's a very different (laughs) thing of john being like here's some numbers, uh-huh. figure it out. And here's a parent figure mm-hmm. that is like, I know what you like. I know how to take care of you. So you don't have to worry about all of these things. Like the job is no longer all this baggage. It's just, just a job.
0: Yeah. And, and I think I think that all of this, we're, we're both agreeing on one thing. It's that as far as this scene goes it feels bad and uh, yeah and and i i just wonder if um if you know that monster question is ever going to come back around before the end of the season the series before the end of the series
1: to tie this back to what we were talking about earlier the amara we're going to deal with i've I am optimistic that when they talk to Amara, that we're going to see some of that nuance there. Because Mara is the darkness. She's the stand-in right. for, like, monsters. The, the opposite of God, you know? And we saw what happened when God was removed. When we saw the Pocket Watch universe, we saw darkness eventually overwhelm. So I feel right. like when we see Amara and we see how the guys respond to her place in the story that we're going to get more insight into that but I don't think that this vampire scene was necessarily going to carry both of those story beats it was just looking to focus at this episode's beats about what happens when nice guys just follow orders Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. wow that was a lot <laughs> we had a lot of thoughts on that well no I mean honestly I did have a lot of thoughts about that is, yeah, um,
1: And, like, also, these are big kind of overarching thoughts that have to do with this, too. And, like, it's such a small snippet, but it genuinely is. Like, here's these two. They look like run- poor, run-down vampires that are drinking from blood bags. Because it could have very easily been a victim sitting there that yeah. they had a goblet full of the blood from their throat. But it wasn't. So I feel like it. we are being asked these questions and it's just okay how do we take this what what have we learned from this
0: yeah yep yep i i I know that it may have felt like i was disagreeing with you at most points there but you tied that in very well to um the the narrative of the episode there's a lot
1: there and and i think you're right in being concerned about the fact that, you know, we have six episodes left and we have these huge looming questions. So
0: how are we tying that off, boys? (laughs) Not now. Not here. Not now. No. No. Because here and now we chop off some heads and then... We, we get to see Sam and Dean
1: return to the bunker. It has Christmas music blaring. It is completely decorated. It has stringed light bulbs on the stairs and a full tree on the war table with a train tooting around its base and presents. And Mrs. Butter's <laughs> dancing with her cookie tray. She is delighted. She is in her element. She is loving everything she's
0: doing. And I'm loving it too. <laughs> She's so happy. She is, she's so happy. She's got her gingerbread cookies and, and she's standing under the tree. She welcomes the boys home and she says, Merry Christmas. And she is just delighted. She is, mm -hmm, she is so glad to be back. And
1: Dean's just like a little kid. He's smacking his hands against the rails and he's like, we are so
0: keeping her. Like, just thrilled. I know, I know. Merry merry freaking Christmas.
1: (laughs) So, cut to the bunker kitchen. It is breakfast for Boxing Day because Mrs. Butters is making pancakes, bacon, (laughs) omelets, all of the goodies. And um, they haven't had much time to celebrate. So, take a breath, smile, and enjoy the world you're fighting for. That was the line Mrs. Butters said. And it really is kind of the point of this episode
0: is don't forget to breathe and my favorite line of the episode and en- enjoy yeah. the world you're fighting for <laughs> mrs butter standing in front of sam clicking her tongue don't be so dour samuel just mm-hmm. just breathe <laughs>
1: And it felt like such a light bulb moment for me watching it because I'm like, hot damn, yeah. I mean, I know it's television, but their lives have just been a long string of traumas, like like the popcorn string you put up on the tree. Well, each kernel, we have a different trauma <laughs> happening, and they don't have a lot of opportunity to just be light and to yeah. not. To have somebody else that is handling all the work and then they just get to breathe, they get to come home to warm meals and then go out for jobs that have already been researched for them. Like, it's it's a much simpler world for them. And I'm like, could you imagine if they just got out of hunting like 10 years ago? Like, holy shit, holy shit. I'm seeing parallel universes just open blooming before me it's surreal
0: <laughs> again this makes you think of the what ifs i my big what if yeah. was you know mrs butters if we had had her 10 years earlier yeah it's, Oof. yeah
1: yeah but she's she's stoked to be making up for so much lost time And it's at this moment that Jack finally appears and Mrs. Butters is immediately off put by him. She interrupts Mm -hmm. Sam to be like, what are you? But Dean appears in his purple night robe and he just pats Jack on the shoulder and he's like, he's a millennial. And then (laughs) adds, you know, he's a good kid.
0: Yeah. Yeah yeah and, and, and dean in the purple night robe with the purple night cap uh a, a, a good callback to the scooby natural episode
1: um mm-hmm. he even says wrapped up in hugs like it feels like i'm wrapped up in hugs
0: uh-huh uh-huh and jack also has some cute pjs on you know i i i wanted to give jack a nod because i liked his get up too But we have Mm Missus Butters here confronting Jack in the kitchen, uh, or it's a not not confronting, but it is something of a standoff, um, because she doesn't really know how to react here. Um, Yeah. But when both Sam and Dean say, "No, this is Jack. He's you know, he's a good kid," uh, Missus Butter says, "Okay, well, if if they vouch for you, then." And, um, then that's good enough for me. And we see her then immediately adopt uh, Jack into the fold. With an immediate plying of smoothies? Oh my God, I want a smoothie so bad, B. I
1: I sat here the whole time. I'm like, I was just like, are smoothies and milkshakes the same thing to people? Or like, what's, what's the categorization of smoothie versus milkshake?
0: you're right it, it did look more like it did look more like a milkshake but um just texturally uh but it was green so i choose to believe it was like a like a, a kiwi banana <laughs> smoothie just in my
1: head i was like there's no way dean would want one of these if it was fruit based
0: like that was my <laughs> logic <laughs> Oh, I know the difference between a milkshake and a smoothie. A milkshake has ice cream. A smoothie is just milk and ice.
1: I'm squinting suspiciously. <laughs> I'm like, that makes sense. But I'm also like, I don't trust smoothies, apparently. This is just something I'm learning about myself watching this episode. <laughs>
0: I've watched this episode twice in two days and seen some number of smoothies, and and every time, every time I was like, "Damn, that looks good." <laughs> She'd get you too. She'd get me too. She would. And and uh, and Dean says, "Ooh, I I want one. I want a smoothie." But no, 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 no. Uh, you mm-hmm. get tomato juice. I'm worried about your cholesterol, Dean. <laughs>
1: Oh, he has to have his veggies slash fruit.
0: <laughs> and so Dean, Dean pouts that out.
1: And we can't leave this scene without mentioning how Dean completely flashes Sam and fucking Jared's face during this was so fucking funny. <laughs> I loved it.
0: Right, right. When he when Dean is uh, showing off the softness of his robe, he's showing off a lot more than that.
1: Yeah, he's pulled up the hemline of the night robe to be like, look, it's so soft. And Sam's like, I don't want to look anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he,
0: he, he couldn't even get the words out. He was like, no, no, just Mm-mm. shutting down. <laughs> yeah, it was just really cute.
1: I really loved this callback. I really loved the fact that Mrs. Butters got this for Dean for his Christmas present. Like,
0: I love Mm -hmm. everything. Right, right. And then we get so much more goodness and this montage that that comes next.
1: Yeah, yeah. So an alarm goes off overhead and Dean's immediately excited because it has to do with the monster radar. So he and Sam, they run to opposite ends of the dormitory. They get to their rooms, they get dressed and they're ready to drive
0: and and oh I got ahead of myself because it's not the montage that comes next we do get uh Dean and Sam leave to hunt this lamia uh that the radar was was uh was blaring over and now Mrs. Butters and Jack are are left alone and what do they do mm-hmm. they 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 clean up together we next see them washing and drying the uh, the the Boxing Day uh, dishes, and uh, mm-hmm. they have they they have a little bit of a get to know you talk.
1: Yeah, Mrs. Butters learns that Jack's dad is Lucifer and that he killed Mary, and it's really a sad beat because mm-hmm. Jack is trying to he's opening up to someone that he perceives as a stranger you know like no skin in the game yet I mean clearly fond of Sam and Dean but also she seems so nice and warm and empathic so him sitting there and being like Mary was a good friend and being really remorseful about the accident that it's all the more tragic when we see how it pans out between these two
2: Mm Hmm. But mm-hmm. for
1: now, Mrs. Butter says, like, she kind of perks his chin up and says, we all do things we're not proud of, but life gives us second chances, and it's our obligation to hold on to them. And it helps a little.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it was, for for Jack, I really just, I think it was a kind of a Shining Jack moment, because... Um, not only was he opening up to Miss Butters because she she reads as someone trustworthy or you know empathetic, but I, I got the impression that he it, it was it was just Jack's character in that he really doesn't he doesn't have a deceitful bone in his body or not even not even deceitful, but he, is is so genuinely honest and an open book. and in an open book, and he puts it all out there and lets the people around him, you know, make make their judgments. And unfortunately, he just keeps getting hit by it. You know, it's like yeah, he, he is himself, but then the the feedback from that you know I'm thinking of the kids from um from from Lawrence Lebanon yeah Lebanon yeah and he just is himself but he you hate to see that come back and bite him
1: yeah like you hate seeing someone be open and vulnerable and then have that be Used against them or taken advantage of. Like he even calls himself stupid at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, on Mrs. Butter's behalf, the things that she's saying to him, like we get second chances and we do things we're not proud of, I think is like a subtle nod to her background too, because yes. she was certainly a, a docile person before she came in contact with the men of letters. And she's done things that she's not proud of, but she has second chance now she can protect these group of boys and maybe do something right this time, you know? So she is connecting with Jack on a level, even if it's not something really that she wants to pursue, (laughs) (laughs)
0: No, <laughs> no, I definitely, I definitely got that as well. This is her second chance, and and it's it's something to hold on to. I really liked that uh, that sentiment as well.
1: Hmm. Hmm. And here's our montage. Yes, I I wrote down Dean, a gleeful idiot, is excited each time the radar goes off. <laughs>
0: that's true that is true and we quickly uh in in addition to you know these cutscenes, um of the you know the radar the lunches with the cross cut off um and sam and dean brown paper bags with their initials on it like
1: they have never they've never like i will harp on this whole little montage bit as just being evidence of Dean thriving when he doesn't have to be in the caretaker
0: role. I I would agree with that. I think it's very apparent, and it's it's all the more to have these episodes like this that are you know haha that was that was a that was a good one that was a cute one that was a fun one, um, mm-hmm. but when you when you dig a little deeper you, and next week. Uh, or or the week after when we're hit by all of you know the burdens that are still on these characters it um it, it hurts all the more you know
1: yeah and like it's not to say that dean doesn't want to be a caretaker but that it shouldn't be his one and only role yeah. of walking through this world he should have the opportunity to pursue it when he wants to, rather than it being something he must always shoulder.
0: Yes. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, even with the status quo, even if there wasn't a Mr. Butters, I don't think that, um, I don't, I don't think that that role uh, that caretaker role that Dean so easily slides into and feels is his obligation is, it is so very necessary to To the people that he feels you know, obligated to, uh, like like for example, I think that Sam would like. I think that Sam benefits from Dean being that caretaker, but he doesn't need it. And yeah, and for Dean though, he holds on to it because it's uh, what he's made himself to be, and. He just hasn't yet realized that that doesn't have to be his primary persona.
1: Yeah. And like you see even in this final season that they are both sitting there being like, we have a responsibility to save the world. Like that's on Mm -hmm. our shoulders. We have to caretake the entire planet. And so to see them without that on their shoulders, you see how light they are.
0: Yeah, they it, yeah, yeah, even on that bigger scale of things where, you know, they are the only people who can save the world, but here in this episode in this moment, um uh, uh, they they can let themselves forget it.
1: Yeah. They don't have to figure out all the little details. They just have to go to the spot, take care of the thing and come home in time for supper.
0: Right, which we see a lot of and supper. Yes. We don't really know how much uh, you know time is passing here, which I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get mad about Cass. I want to get mad about Cass, but whatever. Um, <laughs> let, let's let's pretend that every night is. Uh, so this is the matter of a couple days and not a couple weeks where we're yeah we have kind of a split family here, um, with the absence of Cass, but uh. They go out, they hunt the monster, they come home and we see a Thanksgiving turkey, a full spread. We see pumpkin carving. We see the 4th of July cookout and all of the accoutrement decorations. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it, it is every, it's a speed run of American holidays, but they're loving it.
1: Yeah. Like they're they there's, Taking delight to their everyday. They're taking it to their meals. And we even see that they're taking it to their cases because the last of this montage, we see Sam showing up with Mjolnir and Dean showing up with his grenade launcher. Like these aren't practical weapons, but these are fun weapons. Like it's really giving us a glimpse into what if this job wasn't a slog? And, like, that goes back to that thing I was saying before, of, like, what foundation, what, what bones are your foundation built upon? What costs have been paid so that you can have it this easily? Mm -hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: B, I'm I'm glad that you were the one that um, took the running jump at um, um, pronouncing... Mjolnir? Yeah, because I did Google it and I did write, write it down. I...
1: I I come from I was a major <laughs> Thor fan so I definitely have experience with the funky words.
0: It it has come out of my mouth once or twice. I always feel like I'm I'm spitting out some my my tongue just wants to escape my you, mouth. You are kind of like Darcy and you're like it's me Mew, Mew. <laughs> It's me Mew, exactly.
1: <laughs>
0: so 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 I'm like, you know, I'll take a running leap at it, but today I didn't have to. <laughs> there better be a sand pit at that
1: end of the leap so that you can at least not land flat on your face.
0: <laughs> Thor's hammer.
1: And again, callbacks.
0: Yes, yes, they, serious callbacks. These are both callbacks. I was very happy to see it.
1: Mm-hmm. And the last thing that this... Okay, so that was the last fight. Now the montage is over. We enter in on Sam's birthday celebration. And he's blowing out the candles on his birthday cake. And Dean is putting in a request for when it's his turn. And <laughs> Mrs. Butters is... As, in a, as polite a fashion as she can being like, Honey, I thought you're old and you wouldn't want to celebrate
0: <laughs> <laughs> And Sam's only four years younger. Oh my god, but Jack's face there like, suppressing mm-hmm. a laugh. Like, it would be rude to laugh, but oh boy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, Dean's a little hurt by this, but it's immediately recovered because Mrs. Butters is like, okay, your, your treats are already made. You don't have to uh-huh. put the request in, honey. They're already in the kitchen. Uh-huh. So Dean takes off on record speed being like, you're the best. Oh, boy. My heart. Like, I can't get over how light he is when he has a parent to look after him. Apparent parent that looks after him.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, on a surface level, it's just, haha. look at Dean being silly, but no, mm-hmm. it's so much more than that. Y- yeah, 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 it's, yeah. it's a lot. Yeah, but I, I, hey, I wanted, I wanted Dean to blow out a candle. He needs a birthday cake. It's okay. I I will try and write the
1: coda, but
0: don't, don't, <laughs> don't trust anything that. I say. <laughs> <laughs> but when, w- no, when we, you know, f- came into the scene and we saw that birthday celebration and, and the hats and the, uh, Sam in front of the birthday cake and... Sam, you know, making a wish. Sam has a has a smile on his face here, and yeah. that, you know, we talk a lot about Dean, but also Sam, who, you know, I think more than anyone, it, it has been, you know, he's also just so weary, especially mm-hmm. in the last few seasons, especially doubly, especially since since the loss of the Hunter Hub. And he was the one at the beginning of this episode that was skeptical. Way. and Yeah, and suspicious. And for to see that turnaround and to see him loosening up is also very significant.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, like, I think he also gets to enjoy having a brother. hmm Like... He and Dean are equals at this point. Like they're co-workers. They're doing the job together rather than, well, I was the one who got supper last time. I was the one who did the research. Like not to say that that's their dynamic, but it is really different when you have spare time. <laughs> during yeah, the when day you have the room and you yeah. can come together voluntarily. Like
0: it's a yeah. big difference. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Oh my god. Jeremy, why did you do this to us? What, why, would, why would you show us this? <laughs> knowing, that, knowing that it can't last. Honestly, it's because we have six
1: episodes left. <laughs> and we need to see Joy at some point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Oh man. Okay, well speaking <laughs> of things that can't last um what 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 what's the next scene what's the tone of the next scene be okay. So
1: these next two scenes, we're getting a lot of information happening. So the first Mm -hmm. one, Mrs. Butters, she's conspicuously searching the men of Litter's records. And Jack sees this. He kind of interjects himself in, asking for a smoothie. So she agrees and she leaves and he finds the file that she was looking at. It's her file. (laughs) And it comes complete with a movie reel. So in the next scene we see Jack going off on his own and he plays this movie real. Well, one second, we see- one second.
0: what well, yep. I I did I did just want to note that when Jack was looking at the file, we don't see much information, but like you said, it's her file. It's um it, it has her listed as subject B and it has a photo. Yes. Um and and the title of the file here and and the report um aside from the the film reel is uh the study and experimentation of subject b and i'm you know that's that's a good note to to lead Mm -hmm. in here but then we have that film that dean that uh jack then goes down to the basement to view and again information dump
1: yes So we see Cuthbert Sinclair on it, and he's describing how Subject B destroyed almost 200 men before being contained. And that the wood nymphs are naturally docile, but become violent if home or family is threatened. So he has performed some experiments, as he calls it, to essentially brainwash her into the Men of Letters fold. And we see this demonstrated with a Nazi that she readily decapitates with her bare hands.
0: Yeah, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, on, on the one hand, I'm like, are they trying to make me feel bad about Mrs. Butters, the, the Nazi-killing badass? <laughs> but on the other... Um, we have Jack there. He's shocked to see this and he's re he's reacting to this to say, well, son of a bitch. I was like, baby's first son of a bee. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. I I don't think you're there yet, Jack. You know, keep trying. Um, Bless him. He tried. Yeah, he tried. But like. (laughs) One thing before we leave the video, though, um, I did want to note is that uh, uh, Sinclair says that um, wood nymphs, um, you know, can become violent when protecting home and family. And then he says, and, you know, through some experiments, we've come to an agreement and uh, subject B has agreed to be welcomed into the men of letters family so he, yeah he, he says it there that it right and that was obviously to me a, a very clear manipulation of of him yes. using mrs butters as a tool as we yes. mentioned the yeah. fact
1: that he was able to recompartmentalize the Men of Letters, as her family Mm -hmm. is a big, big red flag.
0: Yes. And, like, we
1: get another callback here talking about the Nazi campaign here, like, being the Thule Nazis. So, like, these are kind of callbacks that we've seen the other times that Thule has been mentioned in in the series. But I feel like... Jack's reaction to this tape, like, you were asking, like, are we supposed to feel bad or, like, scared <laughs> that she killed a Nazi? I feel like Jack's reaction to the tape is the same as Mrs. Butter's reaction to him, which is, fuck, this is a dangerous thing masquerading as, like, a kid and a nice old woman, respectively. huh So... It's like game recognize game with each other, even though they themselves don't view themselves as a threat. It is look at how dangerous this is if we piss it off,
0: yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that' something to be wary of. um that that's a very good point, yeah,
1: yeah, so. I wasn't really connecting. I was like, why is she scared of Jack? But when I thought of it in those terms, I'm like, yeah. And especially when she talks to him late in a later scene, the things that she brings out, you can, you get a sense of the gravity of... You know, Sam and Dean are kind of used to wandering around with an angel sitting in the back seat (laughs) of the Impala. But these are powerful beings that if they got pissed off or you looked at them the wrong way, you could be in serious trouble.
0: Right, right, right. We've been escalating in the scale of monsters for 15 years. Uh, But, you know... uh, mrs butters this is this is something above and beyond what anyone would be would be comfortable with mm-hmm. uh, and 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 you know talking about callbacks with the thule um we've we've mentioned Cuthbert sinclair has been mentioned multiple times um this episode and we see we saw him front and center in the men and Le- men of letters uh, photo on the wall in the library, and now here he is appearing in this uh, in this video. Um, but he himself is a callback, right? Uh, yeah, from, yeah. He was from a season nine episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was um, basically the collector type uh, character, um, and he was an outcast men of letters who took. His you know, um, experimentations and um, and and fascination with the supernatural <laughs> too too far um, and and yeah so I mean I really loved um, bringing back that character and the actor um, to yes. this episode it was it, it, it again we just love to see we, we love to feel like we're making that sort of connection.
1: Yeah, that, okay, here's our existing universe and then here is something new we're bringing to it rather than uh-huh. here's something new we're bringing to our universe. Like it's a subtle distinction, but you have very different reaction to being like, oh, you've reframed things I've already seen before. I get to play with those elements in a new light. That just feels really rewarding. So like good job writing
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's what I was that's what I was saying at the very top of the episode. It's like there there's something very satisfying in building on um, the existing canon, uh, uh, mm-hmm. rather than introducing new canon. Yes, a plus. Yeah. A plus. So son mm-hmm. of a bitch. But me, I mean, honestly, coming out of this scene, I'm just like, nope. Nope, I'm still Rosa. No, nope, nope, nope. Jack, don't ruin this for me, Jack. <laughs> Just chill out.
1: <laughs> you're you're Mrs. Dean in the kitchen with the grilled sandwich.
0: <laughs> Mrs. Butterson, nothing wrong. <laughs> but we'll see where we're going with this. I'm very, I'm very uh, uh trepidatious right here.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. So Jack is immediately running to find Sam. He heads into the war room, but Mrs. Butters intercedes, asking if everything's all right. And Jack is kind of like, oh, yeah, I I just need to see Sam, you know, like (laughs) the rational of the two. (laughs) And this is where we find out from Mrs. Butters that
0: Sam has a big date. Right. And then Sam, the man of the hour, uh, shows up and... I am beaming. I am. I'm. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He is Mm -hmm. dressed to the nines with a, yes, a sweater vest and a, a, a sports jacket and a tie. And he looks dashing. I'm like it's so retro
1: and Mrs. Butter's clearly loves it. Sam's a little bit nervous about it, but you know, Eileen's in town. He wants to take her out, maybe do something. Ah, uh, I'm fine. But then Dean fine. shows up and says he looks like he's dressed from Amber Crombie and bitch. <laughs> and Mrs. Butters is immediately like, language. But Dean points to Sam as if that's evidence enough that, his, <laughs> that it was justified, you
0: know? <laughs> I love that. I love that. Because, you know, Mrs. Butters says, Dean, language. But then behind her back, he kind of looks, uh, Dean kind of looks to, to Jack like, what, like, what? what 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 else what am I was supposed i supposed to, to look do at this. <laughs> yeah well <laughs> it was perfect it was perfect
1: it was perfect and it's again that big brotherly energy that we're getting from them rather yeah. than this kind of no we gotta look out for each other we gotta head down everything's tense everything like they get to be brothers it's so fucking good
0: so fucking good so yeah <laughs>
1: Sam's just unsure what all this date will entail but Dean's rooting for him to get laid and you know like (laughs) heavy on the something happening this date
0: with a wink in his face like holy fuck so good and Jack is just still kind of he he looks pretty caught out right right he's he's not he's pretty nervous to be you know He's like, I have something big to tell you and we're talking about time! Yes. <laughs> Everything is normal! I
1: am enjoying being here without being able to talk normally. Yes! <laughs> And Mrs. Butter, she's going on unflappably, like, she gives Sam a key to one of the old cars. She's tuned them all up, and then she also magics up this bouquet of roses for him to give to Eileen, and mm-hmm. I'm fine.
0: <laughs> I'm fine. She She wishes him off. Have a good time. Have a nice night. <sighs> and, uh, and and then as soon as Sam's out the door, she, again, just the motherly vibe she turns to Dean and says, you should be nicer to your brother, Dean. Just mm-hmm. gently and chastising just... him.
1: And Dean's just immediately retorting with, well, why would I do that? <laughs> and Mrs. Butters just scoffs. She's just like, oh, boys. Like, it's it's that old energy. It's yeah. I mean I've I've already spoken to death about that, but I I do enjoy seeing kind of Dean being in this place where he gets to be a bit of a brat and we get to see Sam being nervous because he's going on a date for the first time in how many decades? Like <laughs> <laughs>
0: It it, it, it it just all it all comes back to that level of Sam and Dean being unburdened and what it looks like mm-hmm. for them, how mm-hmm. how it it lets other parts of their personalities come out and um, like these lighter parts of their personality come out and something that we yeah. don't get to see often.
1: Yeah. It's just kind of like how differently they would grow if they were out in full sunshine instead of mm-hmm. trying to <laughs> creep through the cracks in the sidewalk <laughs> being like, I'm alive, I'm alive. Aww.
0: It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's not fine because now we have Mrs. Butters who is is walking through the archives and Jack goes to confront her directly no, no we have
1: to pause we have to just Why? one second because this was also the scene where mrs butters says that she fixed the flat scream in the dean cave <laughs> so dean has his television back it's been broken for over a year <laughs> but he has
0: it back and this is another callback because the tv that was broken in the dean cave was broken uh yeah in season 14 in the scooby natural episode 13 always that's what that's, what that's what that's what i said b that's okay I...
1: yep i mean don't play the tape back we're fine scooby <laughs> natural
0: Yep, scooby natural Uh, that Mm -hmm. was the last time that we saw the Dean cave and we saw that flat screen, that big, beautiful flat screen spark its last breath. And now it's been, yeah, 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 yeah. it's been, (laughs) and now Mrs. Butters fixed it. So Dean is super excited about that. He rushes off. Yep.
1: Yep. He hones in. He has a one track mind and then it's like you say mrs butters she's going off to the archive for an inadequately explored reason but jack (laughs) is following along adamant that he is going to confront
0: her right and then it's just like the spider-man meme with the two spider-man they're (laughs) pointing at each other pointing at each other -hmm. I, this, this scene, this scene, I'm just like, my hands to my face in dismay. Like, why can't we get along? I know. It's not,
1: it's the Spider Man, but it is also the dog that is barking in the window or like in the mirror, being like, who's that other dog? Like,
0: this is this because is where we learn that mrs butters it feels the same way about jack that jack is now feeling about mrs mrs butters that that danger that we were talking about before
1: potential mm-hmm. for
0: danger yes
1: so he's followed her just as she's anticipated and she watched the film just as she anticipated and she's just asking him, you know, how did that make you feel? Did you enjoy watching that Nazi dog die? <laughs> and you relished in his pain, didn't you, Jack? Like, she's just certain that yeah. he's a monster. And yeah, that yeah. Sh- her testing of him is still proving that he's dangerous.
0: Right, right. And that's what Jack says. She- he-, he says, wait, wait, was this a test? Do you, do you think that I'm like that? And she says, "No, I know you're like that. You mm-hmm. you you enjoy the the pain and the fear and you're just waiting for your opportunity. You are a monster and I will not let you prey on my family. I will not wait around for you to hurt them as you have before." Yeah. Coming back to this time, it's not going to happen.
1: Yeah. And like, as we've said, this is also where she's bringing up that Sam and Dean don't know how powerful Jack has become. But she knows. She can see this.
2: Mm -hmm. And
1: they should be scared of Jack having another accident. And like, maybe he's being kept inside the bunker for a reason. Because Sam and Dean are scared that he's going to kill someone else the way that he killed Mary. So Mrs. Butters is just, you know, these are a lot of Jack's doubts. And she's like, bing, 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 I'm playing whack-a-mole, I'm hitting them all. But don't (laughs) worry, I'll protect Sam and Dean from
0: you. She says, I'm protecting my family from Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. Again, you know, directly calling to what Sinclair really brought her in to utilize her for. So...
1: This was her nature, and he twisted it to the men of letters' advantage, and they went with it.
0: And, and, and you know, the more that I talk about the episode, the more I appreciate um, that that exposition there with uh, Sinclair and the video, and um, and it was a pretty little primer to what's coming in the back half of this episode. So Mm -hmm. something that was supposed to be maybe from Jack's point of view, read one way evolves as, you know, we, we, we hear more from Mrs. Butters later on.
1: Yeah. Like this is that gray area that we were missing with the vampires. You know, they just went in. Okay. This is a monster. Kill them, come home. But with Missus Butters, you see, like we're going to see in an upcoming scene here, Dean kind of being like, "Oh no, like I don't really want to kill her. She makes Uh sandwiches real good. Maybe it'll be (laughs) okay." Like the concessions start happening there, but we're not. We're we're seeing what happens when these characters are forced into black and white. Like it's it's a. There's a lot happening in this episode, considering it is quote-unquote filler and fun, and it doesn't matter. Like, no, there's a lot. There's a lot. Uh There's a lot. We're fine. We're, We're fine. She tosses Jack. She puts him in angel cuffs. She is protecting her family by weakening him with those smoothies. And the bunker will be safe again once she's gotten rid of all the monsters
0: betrayed betrayed by the smoothies i felt that
1: and he even had a little milk mustache earlier oh i'm like (laughs) when when dean calls him a millennial i was like okay first of all he's a zoomer
0: he's he's a zoomer exactly alex
1: alex is a millennial so i see why you guys did that but Alex has some, like, good comedic moments in this episode, too. And I'm just thinking of that milk mustache when he just, like, drank and then, like, shrugged his whole head. Like, fuck. (laughs) Anyways. So
0: she has been plotting this, and she has been waiting for her moment, and now she has Jack trapped.
1: Mm -hmm. She locks him in the archive slash dungeon area. And she goes to the kitchen. (laughs) Dean meets her there. He's like, man, I'm starving. And she just has a grilled cheese ready to go. And Dean, again, is complimenting her. He's going, you are a dream. And she tells him to eat up. You'll want your strength up before we go to kill Jack. And she hands him (laughs) an archangel blade.
0: My my only note for this scene was R.I.P. grilled cheese. (laughs) (laughs) because um it looks so good it it looks so good and dean is so excited but mrs butters produces that archangel blade and says yeah yeah it's we gotta go kill jack now eat up and then oh the, the the look of of just pure grief the mournfulness that that Dean then looks at the sandwich and looks at the blade and looks at the sandwich again, but no, no Mm -hmm. (sighs) morality must, must prevail. And (laughs) he sets down the sandwich of sin. And he's like,
1: you just had to go nurse ratch, didn't you? And she's (laughs) like, I don't know what that means. And it's it's good for Dean because he can kind of weigh what he's going to do. And so he turns to her and he's like, okay, tell you what, how about we just forget this happened and we'll let Jack go. And Mrs. Butters is like, well, Fiddles, he got to you too. So she tosses (laughs) Dean into the dungeon instead.
0: Yep. Yep. We're we're going to wait for the we're going to wait wait for the responsible child to come back home.
1: Yes, yes, Mrs. Butter's favorite. Dean's infected, so she's going to wait for Sam to come to deal with them. And sure enough, Sam returns from his date without his necktie. And <laughs> Mrs. Butter's is sitting there like a parent being like you're past curfew.
0: <laughs> And then Sam's like, Haha, ha, ha, yeah, that's funny. We're getting some misery yeah. vibes here. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> uh, okay, Mrs. Butters. Yeah, all right. Um, and then he's and then Sam's like, where Where is everyone else? And Mrs. Butters. Well, about that. Yeah, <laughs> she breaks the bad news to them,
1: to him about Jack and Dean and so sam is kind of sitting there on the fly kind of <laughs> reacting like oh yeah well I'm, I'm glad that you caught that and he's just confirming what mrs butter suspects and he is still here i'll go get my gun in my room and i'll meet you downstairs so we can get to the killing <laughs> like <laughs> Every- this is again jared has fun with this here too
0: right right i was i was just going to say the same thing everything that i loved about the mrs butters introduction scene with uh, uh, sam dean and mrs butters in the library uh, and just how how well they played that up and how uh, and, and how funny it was uh, i it, it came through again with uh, uh, dean and mrs butters in the kitchen and then mrs butters and sam here in in the scene, mm-hmm. it was so good, so good.
1: Mm-hmm. She's just so excited that he's on board too, even though it's like the worst acting.
0: She's like, like ah, <laughs> "Yes,
1: I agree."
0: Oh, Sam, I'm so glad you were always the smart one. Yes, this is exact. Yes, you're tracking. I'm glad <laughs> to hear it. Let's, yes, go get your gun, and 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 we'll we'll, we'll take care of the problem. And
1: then, oh, oh, before you go, how was the date? I was just (laughs) like, oh, I still
0: love her. I still love her. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, no big bad vibes here, except for the fact that she wants Mm -mm. to kill Jack.
1: Yeah. But we understand her side, even if we don't agree with it. (laughs) So now it is time for a Sam and Dean phone call. And... Sam's oh like God. okay I'm back in the bunker why didn't you call me and tell me this was happening and Dean didn't call because he knows what it's like to have a cock block for a brother and he <laughs> wanted to leave time for Sam and Eileen to practice sign language it- it's been a while for you man
0: yeah yeah you know you know you know, I, you know. Uh, uh, yeah and then Sam and me <laughs> is like I don't want to talk about this with you Sean.
1: <laughs> and again it's like such brotherly vibes right. that is happening between them too like it's so much fun seeing them get to be brothers it harkens back to like season 3 when they were fighting each other and like just goofing like idiots you know I love
0: it I love it uh, uh, yes yes it was it was great but then but, but then okay Mrs. Butters has gone psycho what do we do and, and <laughs> Dean's like try sh- shooting her maybe and <laughs> Sam like oh yeah okay yeah yeah good good idea he gets the gun out from under his pillow and then he's like wait will this even work and then they have that back and forth again just the br- brotherly bickering that's like you were supposed to look into it no you said you were gonna look into it so we have no <laughs> idea how to kill this person <laughs> yeah we're just gonna wing it <laughs> 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 right, right. How to um, subdue a wood nymph? Um, mm-hmm. But but then a bit of a light bulb moment when uh, when Dean says, "Okay, well, you know, the the grid." Mrs. Butter said that she put herself in standby mode. So why don't we just do that? Yeah, head off to the boiler room.
1: You know, smash buttons. We'll just see how that goes. So Sam's like, yeah, yeah, good plan. And then goes directly to the war room,
0: (laughs) apparently. Mm -hmm.
1: But in the meantime, we have Jack and Dean having a heart to heart where Jack asks Dean, do you still think I'm a monster? And Dean, you can see it goes back to the conversation with Sam in the car where he was just, you know, keeping the conversation light and easy rather than digging into things. And now he takes a moment. He's like, okay, yeah, I'm just going to put this out there. I'm just going to say it once, you know? Yeah. And so he tells Jack how he's really feeling.
0: Yeah. And I loved, I mean, uh, this, this is back to Dean acknowledging and, dealing with his trauma or trying he's trying right because that's what he says he says I'm trying I I was I was mad for a long time maybe I still am a little what you did it's it's hard to forgive and nothing Mm -hmm. that he's saying is is wrong you know it's it's just it is what it is but yeah you you see Dean trying to deal with it and like it's a healthier place to
1: be like yes i can be mad and i'm not gonna let her hurt you like those two things can be true at the same time one does not negate the other and it is that nuance that area that you can see the growth that has come as the seasons have gone on in this show really allowing the characters to carry these things at the same time.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And this is we're having that conversation that Jack was afraid of at the beginning of the episode. You know, he he's dealing with his own feelings um of course in in everything that's happened since he lost his soul, but um like you pointed out, he also is scared to to know which way the wind is blowing. Um, So he was avoiding Sam and Dean and now they're, they're confronting it head on. And this is Dean putting his cards out on the table. And Jack has to, after having just been told that he was a monster and that he was irredeemable by Mrs. Butters, Um, -hmm. we, we have Dean then saying that it's, it's hard and yes, like not you did something wrong, but there, there are wounds there that are still healing, but you Mm -hmm. are not irredeemable. I am still going to fight for you.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like you can have hurt me. I can still be hurt and I can still go to bat for you. Mm-hmm. and I can imagine for Jack that's a bit of a sigh of relief because he would have seen how delighted Dean was to have Mrs. Butters around and now to have it be pitted as Mrs. Butters versus Jack then Jack confirming with Dean that oh you you do go for me you're going to protect me like that's a reassurance that maybe didn't feel guaranteed for him.
0: Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And we saw that right off the bat in, in Mm -hmm. Salem Dean's conversation in the car and what we, what we read off of um, Jack kind of hiding away at the beginning of the episode.
1: Yeah. So Jack's finally able to face his fear that maybe they, saw him as irredeemable and then no of course not that's not where we're at with you like that's not what we do
0: i'm gonna choose to believe that this is the what is jack hiding in that uh and that there's not some surprise plot Mm -hmm. fuckery I, i
1: feel like i feel like that does make sense but i'm also like that rent free part of my brain where the empty deal lives is just like, hey, I heard you <laughs> forgot about me for a second. So I'm going to show up and just ruin your time. We'll see. It's kind uh, Yeah. Uh. So, next scene the least sneaky Sam ever hunts for Mrs. Butters.
0: He's not even in supposed the library to
1: be- with his gun just out.
0: Exactly, he's not even supposed to be hunting for her. He's just supposed to go hit the button. Sam, you had one job.
1: (laughs) Well, maybe he was like, I'll take the gun part and you take the button part, even though, like, we didn't agree on that at all. Oh my god. Yeah, but she sees him. He doesn't do a great job of attempting to shoot her, but she just freezes him. She forces him into a chair and she pulls the most gut-wrenching line that a mother can ever say, which is, <laughs> I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. I <sighs> astral-projected back to my six-year-old self and I felt those crushing emotions again for the very first time and I couldn't recover. Fuck, I'm feeling it now.
0: You know what fucking got me? So, so she she has... Sam now trapped and she's trying to reason with him. She's trying to explain to him what's happening here. See, Jack is a monster and the men of letters hunt monsters. M- Mr. Sinclair explained it to her very very clearly and and she knows that this is the most important job that ex- exists in the world mm-hmm. and and that it's it's her honor to uh, to protect and care for the the men of letters in um, and, and, and support their mission. And then she says that she she's just trying to make Sam understand. And since Sam is her favorite, she's not gonna give up on him quite yet. Um, she's, she's going to make Sam understand in the same way that Mr. Sinclair made Mrs. Butters understand the importance yeah. of the mission. Uh, and, and, and what got me the, the, the fucking astral projection back into my 12 year old self was the, since you're my favorite, I'm gonna, uh, like, let you in on the no. Um, yeah, I felt, I felt that, I felt that one. Mm. The eldest daughter syndrome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
1: It's fine. It's fine. This is like therapy, Right, right. We're just gonna dean in the car earlier this episode. I'm sure it's fine. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah she's gonna make sam understand the way that sinclair made her understand which is torture oh my god this is
0: where i um cover my eyes for five minutes
1: mm-hmm. i never fucking looked at the screen while that was happening <laughs> but in a new scene back at the archive dungeon area Dean and Jack have decided that they're going to try and bust him out of those handcuffs by chopping at it with the angel blade. And the first attempt throws Jack into a wall, so why not aim him at the door instead?
0: <laughs> I I love it. The second that Dean's like, oh, I have an idea. I saw it. I saw I it know. play out in my mind and I was so excited. <laughs> I... It was it was great. Yeah. And and um, wh- one of my favorite moments here, of course, was uh, when Dean first took that hack at the uh, handcuffs and uh, Jack got thrown into the China cabinet. That's inexplicably in the archives room. I don't know what the, Okay, I'm, I'm going to
1: say. It's just a cabinet. <laughs> it didn't look like there was any dishes in it. It was just we store stuff in this, and it's made of balsa wood, so it breaks really easily.
0: Right? Yeah, we'll go with that. uh, uh Dean was like, "Ooh, ooh, that looks like it. That looks like it hurt. Um, oh, darn it! D- damn it! D- you know, damn it! <laughs> it's just rebelling yeah. against." <laughs>
1: Yeah, this culmination of Mrs. Butters curtailing his language is he's self-policing himself. He's going, dang it, and then he corrects himself to, damn it, and then just language my ass to himself.
0: Yeah. Right, right. I'll, I'll say, damn it, if I want to. Poor Jack, though. Oh,
1: yeah, I know. Okay, you were cannonball in one direction. We're just going to rotate you 90 degrees and cannonball you at the door. <laughs> And poor Sam, because we are listening to Mrs. Butters say how Jack is a monster. She won't lose her family again. Sam is insisting that Jack is a kid who's gone from one tragedy to another in his life. And I'm like, God damn, this is the line I needed to hear. And like, it doesn't just have to be Jack. We can put Sam, Dean, Cass. We could put a lot
0: of names in there. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my only, I I love, I love that um, Sam voiced this, and we get some insight on where Sam is in regards to Jack. Uh, Mm -hmm. My only regret is that Jack wasn't there to hear it, but yeah.
1: Yeah, and then, like, what he hears instead is at the end of this episode, which doesn't feel particularly reassuring, but we'll get there. Mm Mm-hmm. Um Mrs. Butters does the thing that she does to teach Sam a lesson and
0: <laughs> Dean uh-huh.
1: and Jack meanwhile have break broken out of the archive room. Um they go down into the boiler to break the reset button and briefly this poofs out Mrs. Butters who was insisting Wait. that it's Jack's nature.
0: How how are you about to breeze past the fact that Dean hit the wrong damn button? He hit the reset button. No, 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 okay, 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 B. <laughs> but it was the standby button that put Mrs. Butters in standby mode. It was the reset mm-hmm. button that rebooted her. I do
1: agree with this, but I'd like to also point out that Dean hit this button with a very (laughs) blunt object.
0: Why? It ain't
1: like he was trying to finesse the situation.
0: (laughs) Why? Why? We see Dean and Jack come into the grid room, and he picks up a hammer off the wall, very reminiscent, might I say, to... Uh, season 10 episode 4 or 3 episode 3 with three. demon dean in the bunker um mm-hmm. and he he just fucking whacks the grid when all he had mm-hmm. to do he had one job again both sam and dean you had one job hit the standby <laughs> button just just press the button that's all you had to do. And and, and instead nope. Dean hits the wrong button, which I mean it, it's it, it's fine what I think happened is that somebody Jensen or otherwise took a fucking hammer to the grid, hit the wrong button, and then the filming crew was just like, "Oh, well, I'm not I'm not rebuilding that that's that, that <laughs> set."
1: I'm not doing it. See, and I'm like, there was some some cut logic that explained why he hit that, but we didn't see, and I was fine with it. I didn't need any, <laughs> I didn't need any logic from this. Honestly,
0: all he had to do was hit the standby button. That's all I'm saying. We literally saw Mrs. Butters mm-hmm. hit the standby button. She said she hit the standby button. We're in standby mode. The first beat of this episode was Dean hitting the reset button to wake up Mrs. Butters I'm fine I'm fine obviously this is fine
1: <laughs> oh, I love it though I love it I feel like we got the reset because we have to chat with her still he's not uh-huh. ready to just impound her be like goodbye Mrs. Butters he's like we. I'm sure we can talk this out it's fine it's fine
0: so she's turned off for a moment because he hit the he's yeah. he hit the reboot. Anyways,
1: mhm, reset. So we have the lights dim. They have run out to where Sam is being held and they kind of help him from the chair. They see the new nail polish that she was painting onto mm-hmm. Sam's left hand. And Mrs. Butters comes back with a vengeance. The The bunker is creaking and bleeping and the red
0: lights of doom are on. And she throws all three of them uh, across the room. She has them in her grasp and... She is still trying to appeal to Sam and Dean. She's saying, I'm doing this for you. I, I, I'm I, trying to protect you. And to, to Jack, she's saying, I won't let you hurt them.
1: Yeah. You thought you could destroy us? Destroy our family? I wasn't there for them before, but I'm going to stop you from hurting them again. So, mm-hmm. like, she is
0: fixated
1: on the fact that he took away their mother.
0: Yeah. And and, and that exactly, actually, you know, I, I wasn't there before, but I won't let you hurt them again. Then Sam is the one to say, if you hurt him, you hurt us. So you, yeah. Mrs. Butters, are hurting us. Yeah. You can't keep us safe by killing people we care about. Right. And and being directly confronted with that anathema to what she thinks she's standing for finally gets her to take pause and take stock, yeah, of mm-hmm. what she's actually doing. Yeah.
1: And, like, realizing that there's gray there, that it's not just black and white. It, like, gives her the space she needs to think about bigger pictures, you know? Like, she got herself so fixated on the, I'm cutting the crusts off Dean's sandwich and things like that, that now she's thinking about how she wasn't allowed to go home after Sinclair found her. Like, she couldn't go to the force because of the monsters. But Sam is countering that Cuthbert used her. He lied to her and tortured her and, like, twisted her with this story of the greater good to make it okay for her to not be with her kind.
0: Right. With her family. Yes. Yes. And, and Sam is saying as much, you know, Sinclair used you. He lied to you and he took you away from what you cared about and and made you into something new. So, yeah, that yeah, that's hard. And on top of that, Dean is is coming in with the the big bigger picture, which is saying that Jack can save the world. That's what we're here for. That's what we're all here for. That's what that's the mission that you have sworn to protect, Mrs. Butters. Right? Mm-hmm. We we're here. We are trying to save the world and make the world better and he jack can do that so yeah
1: and it it's interesting seeing sam and dean take the two routes to the same answer you know like sam doesn't know what jack knows which is the tapes with sinclair or anything like that he just knows Uh what mrs butters was saying as she was planning to paint his fingernails red And when he heard that, like, he's appealing to her on that personal level. Like, it's not necessarily going to be the way that works, but it's the way that's most humane. It's the Mm -hmm. most honorable way of talking to Mrs. Butters. Whereas Dean's approach is, like, he's thinking, like, okay, if you're working with black and white logic, well, here's the fucking checkmate. Here's the... Piece that is going to like if if you're here for the greater good, there's no greater good than keeping Jack alive so he can save the world.
0: That is the perfect way to to say it to wrap it up. If you're really working towards the greater good, there's no greater good than this. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So
1: like both their approaches are looking at different facets of Mrs. Butters, like. Dean is appealing to who she is now and what she is saying she stands for and Sam is appealing to who she was and who she could be again if she was outside of this influence and I just like that's again writing makes this a really efficient good way of doing it but like to sit there for analysis that's a really insightful way of treating Mrs. Butters as a three dimensional
0: character as well i agree because we you know if we had just heard dean's angle on it saying like he's the world's only hope that that is kind of one-dimensional and it's not it's not doing mrs butters as a character any any favors uh or putting that extra layer on it uh contributes Mm -hmm. something to the to the narrative absolutely yeah It is what breaks her, you know? She she stands down.
1: Yeah. She starts to cry, and as she relents, she's just saying, like, I just miss them so much. And it's not 100% clear if she's talking about the men of letters who were killed or if she's talking about her home that she was taken from. Mm
0: -hmm. Just
1: that there's that absence that she's trying to fill with She's trying to use the purpose she was given. And mm-hmm. it's just not enough to necessarily make you forget. And, I mean, that goes to what Dean was saying to Jack as well. Like, I'm trying to move forward. I'm trying. But this is not something that's easy to forget. And I'm still a bit angry. Like
0: uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. I It calls back to... Jack and Dean's conversation in the dungeon, but I think that it also calls back to Sam and Dean's conversation in the Impala. Mm-hmm. Ignoring your trauma doesn't make you healthy, and, ah, uh, and I kind of got that from the way that Missus Butters threw herself into caring for Sam and Dean in first waking up right mm-hmm. the the very first scene with Mrs. butters she she took all of this grief but didn't didn't process it she just tried to throw herself back into that role mm mm-hmm. mhm and like if you take her mirror with Jack,
1: now if Jack tried to do the same thing, you know? If he just tried to, well, it's the past, I've apologized, I'm going to do my best moving forward, like, that still is not an honest response either to what happened and the Chasm that is between him and Sam and Dean. Like he went to the opposite route of completely withdrawing, and Mrs. Butters countered that with the, you know, you're not often given second chances and we're obliged to take advantage of them. Like we have to do this. So we're seeing a lot of different perspectives of what you do with trauma and what you do to become the person you are after trauma takes place. Yep. Yep. Man, this is deep for a filler.
0: Yep. <laughs> Man, I was just about to say, Mrs. Butters fucking went off as a, Fuck. As like, a monster of it's, the week.
1: <laughs> yeah, like it's really good. It's a really good reflection of... You know, what's family? What's home? What do you do with trauma? How do you keep family after trauma takes place? Like, And who are you after trauma? Because Mm -hmm. you're still you, but you're a different you after trauma takes place.
0: Yeah. And that's the climax of of the episode. uh, Mm But... And we didn't kill Mrs. Butters, I am I swear. I'm, yeah. I was very, I was happy about that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that goes against kind of that black and white we were seeing with the vampires earlier. We get to see her as a fully realized character. And I mean, surprise, you're rewarded for it. You get to live. But at the same time, like, th- time was taken time was given to her and we can see that it is not the right thing to do to just kill her blindly because
0: she threatened Mm -hmm. the family Mm -hmm. and and yeah the next scene there is uh mrs butters healing sam uh and she's removing the red nail polish (laughs) she she's she heals Sam, and she apologizes. She honestly apologizes, um, to Jack directly, and and mm-hmm. we see Jack uh, again just that on like that. Uh, they're Guileless. both, yes, they're both just so open and honest in their feelings, but uh, yeah. Mrs. Butters shows honest regret and um Jack shows honest acceptance of her apology and it and, and, and you know, Mrs. Butters can can feel better for it. So I really liked that moment between them. It was it was kind of mm-hmm. background, but it was really it it really hit for me.
1: Yeah. Just the way that Jack says, like, it's okay, really. Just yeah. to reassure for her sake that it's an apology accepted. And she says, thank
0: you. Again, with a mm-hmm. sincerity that carries some weight. And, and then they start talking about Forrest, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah. Dean and Sam are asking if she wants to go back home. And she is she sounds like she wants to badly. Like she's talking about all the things she remembers of it. And she's saying to them like, Oh, you'd really like it. Like Mm -hmm. it still is a knee jerk thing to blend her worlds. Like I've picked you as my family and that's also my family. And I'm sure you'd really like it. Like,
0: Oh, I thought that was sincere too, though. I thought that that was, I do, you know, you get that sincere caring from her, like wanting Mm -hmm. to share, that piece of herself oh yeah i don't mean that in a flippant
1: sense that she was like two plus two is four Mm -hmm. i do think that like she knows what it was and what it meant to her and she knows what they mean to her and like she can see those two things being compatible still knowing Mm -hmm. what she knows Mm
0: -hmm. yeah yeah There is a yearning there, you know. I I would love to see the woods again, and yeah, and I think that in the end they want her to be happy as well. Yeah,
1: I mean, as much as they delighted in her having a presence in the bunker, they also are aware now of how it came to be. It's not like she wandered in the way that it felt at the start of the episode you know like oh all that nymphing in the woods is a young girl's game Mm
2: -hmm. they know
1: now that that's not the case and so it's not (laughs) you know the bones of the foundation now and are you comfortable with it or are you going to make amends and so Jack's the one who says so it's settled like you're going to go home and so we cut to seeing Mrs. Butters and she's dressed in her warm clothes ready to go and she warns them that the bunker's going to revert to standby mode once she leaves but they assure her that it's fine.
0: Yeah, it's only been six years. I think that they can... they They won't even miss it.
1: Yeah, yeah. And like Dean says that things were getting too easy anyways and... (laughs) we find out that the telescope is actually an interdimensional geoscope
0: but 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 Dean had looked in it earlier and he didn't see anything so Mm -hmm. and Mrs. Butters oh oh that's not good oh yeah let's just casually drop that there so uh, apparently God has just he's done cleaning the slate he's I mean, I mean, that was just a big thing for them to be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, and see, I take it as I'm
1: like, I I think that interdimensional geoscope probably has a range of vision. And so whatever was proximate is gone uh. but that doesn't necessarily mean that like he is at 100% reformatting the universe he might still be only at 60% you know like who knows mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So, the, so the universe mm-hmm. where Sam and Dean are both squirrels is probably you know on the outer reaches there
1: yeah that's a little far out there you need a larger aperture on your interdimensional geoscope in order to see it
0: okay okay yeah okay
1: Yeah, yeah. It's science, please. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. How handy would it have been if they knew about this device in season 13, (laughs) by the
0: way? What? No. No. What would they have done? They would have been... Okay, well, season 13, you're
1: right. They'd peek in. They'd be like, "Hey, Mary's still alive. (laughs) I don't know. I, I don't know.
0: My first thought was, like, they still would have seen... Poor radio shed do die horribly in a fiery death. <laughs> they they're just gonna fucking they're like like put it put it to 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 cast to fucking set up camp in front of the interdimensional geoscope to to just torture himself with all of their failures.
1: oh Okay, yeah. You've convinced me. It's good. It's back in standby mode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dean, eat your vegetables. Sam, cut your hair. And Jack, mm-hmm. save the world. Mm-hmm. And Jack gives her the men of
1: letters photo as a memento, and she's just so heartwarmed by it before she goes. And she gives another goodbye, boys.
0: Yeah, but the the middle letter photo with her torturer front and center.
1: Listen, again, we're talking about trauma and the complex relationship with it. Like, Sam and Dean have their mother's killer standing beside them at the same time. Like, it's complicated. It's
0: complicated. Okay, wow. She yeah. cares
1: about them, and she was tortured by them.
0: that that's a yeah. all right, okay. I have nothing no rebuke. I mean
1: <laughs> I mean, like that's what that's ultimately what we're learning is right. how the characters are moving forward from these things that could very easily fracture them apart.
0: Jeremy, this is supposed to be a filler
1: episode. What's the fun Yeah, didn't you know? It's a fun episode. I mean <laughs> it's okay. I just skipped I'm like, come on, come on, where are you watching? Anyways. <laughs> Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Oh boy. Alright.
0: <laughs> Last scene.
1: <sighs> yes. Yes. Final scene: Sam and Jack are in the library, and Sam is kind of gently prodding, trying to see if Jack has anything he wants to talk about. My baby's too young or, like, for you know, a beer. I know, but they think he's a millennial. They they're gonna let him. They made him the fake ID. He's twenty. He's twenty-two. Yeah, he's too. 222 two <laughs> yeah we got enough twos in there he's old enough jack says he knows sam's there and like basically he's just overwhelmed by this task of killing god in the light of the fact that he was quote unquote stupid enough to be fooled by mrs butters and like
0: yeah and and again this just this hurts so much to see because Jack has so much self-doubt and, and he has such a negative view on who he is. It's what he struggled with since he was born. But I'm just like, Jack, you you weren't stupid. You were just good. You were, you just, you shared all of Mm -hmm. yourself and some, and, and, and I feel like it's the fault Of the people around you that they're not seeing the good in you. Mm -hmm. Like, you did
1: the hard thing of keeping your heart soft. Yes. And when it is soft, it gets hurt. And the hard thing is to keep moving forward that way. Ugh, yeah. But he asked Sam, do you really think that I can do this? And Sam, I'm like... Bless you for being honest with the boy. But my God, pump a little reassurance into this. Sam says, you're the only one who can. Yeah. That's that's not comforting. Like, I would hear that and I'd be like, oh, cool. I just placed like 53% more burden on my shoulders. (laughs) I really am feeling that weight now.
0: But like you said, I mean, it's, it's, Sam is just being honest. I mean, they, they have spoken multiple times, Sam and Dean, about what Jack has to do. They have nothing. And there, and, and there are these extreme consequences to, you know, what Chuck is doing that they have seen Sam, especially, in the Watch Verses, and, mm-hmm. and uh, Jack is their only play. So it, just, yeah. it, it, it is what it is.
1: I'm like, just tack on one extra line of like, but we're the king of long shots. So, <laughs> like, if anyone can do it, you can, mm. rather than like, you're the only one who can. I'm like, just... Put some put a little sprinkling of optimism. empathy into there. Yeah, optimism. Thank you. That's better than empathy.
0: But still, speaking yeah. Speaking of sprinkles. Oh,
1: sprinkles. <laughs> sorry. That was a terrible segue. Go ahead.
0: No, sprinkles. The best birthday cake ever. A hundred times better than Mrs. Butter's <sighs> Dean. It's okay. (laughs) Dean appears with a
1: covered plate, and within he reveals, ta-da,
0: it's Jack's birthday cake. And it says, happy birthday, Jack, in Walmart brand gel icing. And there's a single candle that Dean puts in the cake, and... It's, it's beautiful, okay? It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's a little wonky. It's a little unevenly sprinkled,
1: but it's beautiful.
0: And we have this very nice family moment that I only wish Cass could have. All of these family mm-hmm. moments, I wish Cass mm-hmm. know, was included. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That lone candle is lit and Jack makes a wish and blows it out. End of episode.
0: End of episode. BM, we're gonna get there first. What was your final takeaway, B? Oh, I'm so glad you asked because I couldn't
1: <laughs> remember what the fuck we called it. <laughs> What's your final takeaway? Um, I'm gonna go with that really complex idea of like the legacy. Of trauma and, like, just your response to it. Do you just ignore it? Do you just build on top of it and don't care? Like, the complexity of trauma uh-huh. is so... Oh, and then my my part B of that is Dean, when he doesn't have to be in the caretaker supervisor role oh my god my heart aches
0: i know i know i'm gonna piggyback off of that a little bit to say that my like what was your takeaway my minor takeaway was uh exactly that um in how just seeing how sam and dean both uh acted differently when they had those responsibilities you know kind of temporarily taken away from the not mm-hmm. taken away but yeah, you know you know what i'm saying yeah but, but both sam and dean when they got granted the time to be free we saw that that lightness in them and to see what that would have looked like uh was was definitely you know something to take note of. but I would say that my major takeaway um my big takeaway would be Jack uh, mm. because you know we left off episode 13 with the return of of Jack's soul and him being hit with, the consequences of everything that had happened since mid season 14 and and just to see where we're at there um in this mm-hmm. episode 14 is uh is 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 pretty pretty major for me on where the season is going and you know even though we don't know what say Jack's next task is what what's his you know his his riddles three from billy uh but again i regret that Cass. we're gonna have to wait a little bit uh Mm -hmm.
1: to get the cast and
0: jack yeah portion of the story but um that that's really something that has some impact on the rest of season 15 that mm-hmm. uh I got from this episode
1: yeah definitely we're seeing jack have the opportunity to deal with the fallout and deal with it on a more personal level than he was experiencing when he was
0: soulless yes yes and Lord knows we have been talking for a long time on, you know, soullessness and Jack. And, and this was the first episode where we got a soul in, I mean, you know, what, what is a Jack with a soul? What is it, What did the writers mm-hmm. consider Jack with a soul Um, versus yeah. what we've been presented? That big question mark from, from, Season 15 and season 14.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We finally get to see. Oh, okay. Now you've cemented. Mm -hmm. And so what does that look like?
0: Mm -hmm. Not something that we talked Mm -hmm. about, uh, talked a lot about through the episode, but I think something that, that is, you know, definitely a point to consider. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And that was season 15 episode 14 last holiday and we're (laughs) back (laughs) (laughs) next week is and next week we will come to you with season 15 episode 15 give me shelter and thank you guys so much for joining us this week. We are so happy to be back. Loving uh, that New Supernatural is on. And if you haven't checked out our quarantinis, we've been active uh, through the whole summer. So it's uh, it's been great fun, even over hiatus, uh, uh, sitting down with you guys mm-hmm. and and uh and, and keeping keeping up with uh the supernatural the what what what, what do we say the latest and greatest in supernatural Hmm. all the news all the news so next week we'll be back with the new episode and if you want to uh catch up on our backlog or anything of the like you can find us on uh twitter tumblr patreon uh or our website just no check click moments or no check click podcast you can't miss us uh so happy to have you guys and so happy to be back we will see you guys next week
1: yeah stay safe and see you next week all right bye Bye. I have the weakest link on the TV for them. And I went into the room at just the right time where the one that got voted out, she was like, I'm so embarrassed. I just want everyone to know that I know Russia is not a city. I was like, oh my god. I don't need any more context
0: than that. (laughs) Oh boy. I I like Jamie Lynn a lot. Mm -hmm. Jane Lynch? That's what I said. (laughs) Always went off.
2: (laughs) Always went off.